Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew today talking about our 2-0 win away from home in the Premier League against Nottingham Forest. Um, good game, thought we played very, very well. Um, I do have a little bit of a problem with how we were playing at a certain point. But ultimately, um, another very, very good performance uh, just before my birthday tomorrow as well, which is very, very nice. Um, scored two goals, got the win, got the job done. But it wasn't just sort of getting over the line. I thought we did genuinely play quite well. I do think at certain points, we were still passing a bit too slowly at certain points um, in in the final thirds. Um so that was like slightly frustrating, but that's more just constructive criticism than an actual, you know, bad thing. Um, majority of the players played very well. Of course, we've got some big injuries at the moment, so we, we knew that Maguire and Lindelof were going to be starting. Uh, unfortunate about Sabitza. Uh, of course, he picked up a knock, I think, in training. Was um, changed for Ericsson before the game started. Um, but I thought Ericsson played very, very well. Um, a couple of really highlighted performances um, to get to later. But overall, very, very happy about things. Um, I think Forrest at certain points in this game were becoming a bit of a threat, but I thought we handled them well enough. Um, it was a little bit of a shaky sort of... I don't know, when did, when did we score? And towards the end of the first half. I thought the first 10, 15 minutes or so were a little bit shaky. Um, but we recovered well. But I suppose that's what can happen at away games. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. Um, if an underdog team is at home, especially if they're in a relegation battle, which Nottingham Forest are, um, then, uh, yeah, they can tend to put up a bit more of a fight. But overall, very happy. Um, it's just a little bit... Con- the, the two things are a bit concerning. There should be potentially three, but what one? there's three things to keep an eye on. One of which I'm not really worried about. The fact that that particular one is okay. Are we going to finish in the top four? I think we probably will. I think we'll probably be okay for top four. Um, if the league finishes how it is now, I'd be perfectly fine with that, and I think it would reflect the season accurately. So obviously Arsenal, City, then us, then Newcastle, then Tottenham. I've said I think last podcast, the one before that, maybe that I don't think Tottenham have quite got what it takes to finish in that top four. They've just been... Tottenham are a weird team. Uh, Newcastle, I know that they lost to Villa. Villa are also doing very well. I think Newcastle will see it through to the top uh, to the top four. And I hope the season finishes like that. So in terms of um, the three things we're going for, which is a third place finish, because I don't think we can reach second. Uh, I I'm not sure. Um, yeah, third place finish win the Europa League, win the FA Cup. That's the goal for the rest of the season. Um, the other thing is, of course, our injuries. That's something to be a bit concerned about. Um, I mean, you know, Sabitza picked up a knock today. De Gea at one point was having a bit of a knock. And uh, I think Jack Butland was warming up. That seemed to be okay, though, as we went through. Um, but injuries are, are a problem. Um, of course, Martinez has been ruled out for the rest of the season. Varane's been in... Uh, uh, ruled out for I think two weeks or so and Rashford's out for about three weeks but it's not just recovering from your injury it's getting back to fitness and being ready for you know the big game um still got Garnacho out injured for a bit still got players like McTominay out injured Luke Shaw's got a bit of a knock it's um 
it's a bit worrying times um, at, at the moment in terms of injuries. Obviously, I mean, particularly with Casemiro, Martial, Eriksen came back right at the at the perfect point. Of course, all three of them played today. So, no, very happy with with how the general performance went. Um, so that's good. The other thing to be a bit nervous about, and some of this is in our hands, and some of it isn't, is Man City at the moment. Could they win the treble? Um, Arsenal dropped points again today. Um, there's a four-point gap. Is it four points? Yeah, four-point gap between them and City, but City have got game in hand. And, of course, next... I don't know why it's on a Wednesday, but next Wednesday they play each other. Uh, we've got them in... We'll, we will potentially have them in the FA Cup. Of course, we've still got to get through Brighton first, and they've got Sheffield United. And they just beat Bayern in their first leg game in the Champions League. But I trust Real Madrid to do something there, so... We'll see what happens with that, but um, one of them things has got to give, because we can't be having them winning the treble. So anyway, that's enough about Man City. Um, But yeah, that's my overall general thoughts on the performance. Um, Thought we played very, very well. Could have been a little bit quicker at certain points. Um, Like we just, there was a bit too much sort of patience at certain points, and not quite enough. There was a good amount of pass and move, and some of the goals led were made by pass and move. but a little bit more of that would have been would 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 have been would have been good. But two 0 two very good goals, which I'll talk about in a minute once we get to the summary. So there we go. Uh, first thing we got written down is Maguire with the yellow card. What was that actually for? Oh yeah, he pulled the player down. Um, so that happened. Um, and I think that there was a feeling in the first fifteen twenty minutes. I think maybe until we scored that like oh no they're going to run past Maguire. And Forrest were aware of the situation. We were aware of the situation. And same as was Maguire. Um, and <clears throat> I think that yellow card was just, I'm not going to be able to catch him, so I'm just going to pull him on the floor. So that was uh, slightly clumsy. He almost got sent off at one point, Maguire. But um, a bit of a clumsy performance. But no own goals, thankfully, this uh, today. Um, Anthony's goal. Let me try and remember exactly how this happened. Because I remember Delo's goal quite crystal clear which was obviously later in the second half um what was it again oh yeah it was i think it was ericsson or bruno did a little one two with martial martial had a shot didn't he and uh anthony sort of poached in in the goal would have been nice if martial scored that i think he deserved a goal today but uh, a bit a bit of pass and move there from i think it was exchanges between bruno ericsson and martial and then martial was passed through on goal and uh, yeah, took a shot, didn't he? Was in a good position, took a shot, keeper saved it, and then Anthony was there for, for the rebound. So um, great, very good goal. And as I said on Thursday, when Martial had really kind of started shining again, when he's fit and available and fully up for it, Martial's a very talented player. Um, close control is excellent. Um, shooting could be a better, a bit better at points. Passing's really good. His football IQ. Um, his sort of like drop into midfield, hold hold up the ball, get another player to make a run, and he makes a run off of that. Um, I think he had another really really good performance today. So I I think he deserved to score at one point, but unfortunately he didn't. But Anthony did, and that made it one 0 That was about fifteen minutes before half time. Then they made some subs. Not bothered about that. Uh, then Vegor's done for Martial. I think this is going to be a regular occurrence now. Um, at least until Rashford's back, we'll see what happens when Rashford does indeed return. 
But we don't have another striker, and Marcel unfortunately can't seem to play 90 minutes, as talented as he is. Because I think that the, the overall way I look at Marcel now, and of course I've, I've changed my opinion over the years about Marcel, because he's been good, then he's been bad, then he's been good. It has been a bit, you know, of a mixed bag at Man United. But when he's good, he's really good. Um, but it's a case with Martial that keeping him fit, keeping him not injured, um, and ha- having him in, him in some good form. So it seems that it, I, in terms of Martial's fitness, like he can't play 90 minutes, which is a big bit of a shame. Um, subbed on for Vergos because he's the next striker. I want to talk about some stuff with Vergos in the uh, player ratings though as well. So... Um, then we scored another goal, a really, really, really good goal here. Um, there's something very interesting to note with Vegost about this goal. It's, it's one of two possible things and I'll, I'll get to it in a second. So Delo playing at left back today, which he has done before a few times. He's not sort of foreign to that role, but, um, well, unfamiliar with the role. He, He has played there a few times. It's just been a while. Um, because I think Malasia was dropped and Luke Shaw still injured. And of course, Juan Basaka was on the other side. Um, I think it was because Anthony did like this really long run with the with with the ball, didn't he? And then I think he passed it to somebody, and then passed it to somebody else. And then he plays this lovely, lovely through ball to uh, to Delo. Really great um, first touch and control into slightly in the bottom corner. Sometimes it's a bit awkward to sort of wrap your foot around the ball in that way. Um, so he did that. The interesting, there's a decision that Anthony makes at a certain point with this goal, which is very interesting. So, Delo's making a forward run. Anthony's sort of like cutting infield. Um, there's one point where Vegos is making a run towards the right. He chooses not to pass it there. And Delo, who is in a bit more space, he waits that extra moment, finds Delo in a bit more space, he passes it through. Is this a case of... Vegorst is deliberately doing a dummy run and Delo was supposed to be the more that the free man that, that he passed to or was it a case where because I did notice this a couple of times was it a case where the team didn't part wasn't passing to Vegorst at certain points which was happening was he avoiding passing to Vegorst one because I mean you know he's not the quickest player is he going to make it to the pass and Delo's not the fastest player, but Delo's quicker than Vegost. And is he also going to be able to get a shot off and score? Because the angle was a bit against Vegost, but and Delo was like the clearer, better pass. But there's the, there's that moment where he, he sees the run forwards from Vegost, doesn't pass it, and then a moment later, so that the runs aren't at the same time, he moves forward a bit more. So was it? I, I, it feels a bit more like it was a dummy run because he drags a defender out of position, opening up a bit more space for Delo. But there was a couple of times, obviously, from uh, the uh, 70th minute onwards when Vegost was on the pitch, um, that a few teammates could have passed to him, but they didn't, which I don't like to see because you never know if he, if, if he is going to score. But it felt like the team didn't trust Vegost to score. At certain points. From that point onward. Um, I still kind of maintain. I, I don't really. I mean I don't really know the history of the player. Or how many goals he scored. Or, or whatever. I know he was at Burnley for a while. Then Besiktas. Um, I don't know how prolific he has been in the past. Or if, if you get a team like Burnley. Which he'd probably suit a bit more than Man United. Possibly. 
but he feels like an attacking midfielder who presses a lot rather than an actual striker. Which I remember when we got Fellaini, because he's very comparable to Fellaini. And Fellaini wasn't, you, you wouldn't rely on Fellaini for goals, because he wasn't really a goal scorer. But he was, the, he was the player who sat behind the striker who caused the midfield problems higher up the pitch. Because um, in terms of like playing one of those types of players next to Casemiro, you, you don't do that because they're not going to be fast enough to run back. So, I don't know. Um, I don't think he's got a future here. I, th- I think he's probably gonna, his loan's probably going to run out and he's going to go back to either Besiktas or Burnley. I can't remember which one he was actually from. But anyway, he was uh, subbed on and of course Delo scored a very, very good goal. Very well taken by Delo. Apparently, it's his first Premier League goal. I know he's been on loan for a number of times, but he has been here a while. So, I was surprised to see that. Because they didn't say first league goal this season. They said first Premier League goal. So, that was uh, interesting to see. Um, but, oh, big credit to Anthony for not only keeping the ball that long, but also spotting the right pass, making the pass, and then credit to Delo for the uh, for the finish. Um, one point I wanted to add on to that. We were 1-0 up for quite a long time. I don't. Th- I still don't think we're being clinical enough, and this has been our problem for a, a good while now. Um, and you could argue about okay, Man United need an additional striker. We probably do need an additional forward. Um, but I don't know. Like we're we're just not. I don't think it's laziness or taking the. I don't think it's anything to do with that. I just think it's we're not quite being clinical enough with the with, with the goals we're or the the chances we're getting. I mean, I think we had like twenty shots today. Um, twenty two goal attempts, eight on target, nine off target, six sorry five block shots. So we're we're shooting a lot. Um. But we're just not scoring enough goals, I don't think. We're not putting the game to bed early enough because it was a bit it is a bit nervy when it's when it's one 0 for a long time. Anyway, our next substitution, Fred on for Ericsson. Um I thought Ericsson was absolutely outstanding. Um this mid this uh, sub made sense though. Um Ericsson does have like slight fitness issues and stuff. Um and those late sort of midfield legs of Fred, who hasn't played for a bit to be fair. Um he can sort of get in there and cause some problems. Um and I do think by that point, obviously, you know, still 10 minutes left, anything can happen. I think we've taken control of the game at that point. So that just sort of, to, just to save Ericsson for later, I think made uh, made sense. Um, then Lingard was subbed on in, in the 88th minute. That was random. <laughs> Whether he was supposed to come on 10 minutes before, I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, he should have gone to West Ham. Should have gone to West Ham. He was a bit as much as I don't have a preference for Lingard. He's not. I don't think he's a great player, and obviously played for us for a while. He did really play very well at West Ham. Maybe it was just he fit in better there, or the system was better, or I, I don't know. But it was clearly working for him over at West Ham for at least half a season. I'm surprised he didn't stay there. Maybe, maybe it was just a case where we didn't accept their offer, whatever that would have been. Uh, probably something involving Declan Rice, I would imagine. But they probably didn't want to let go of Declan Rice either. So, but there we go. Uh, that's it for the summary. Let's take a break, come back. And um, I think the man of the match, to, to me anyway, the man of the match is pretty obvious. Um, although there's a lot of good uh, 10 out of 10 performances today. So, anyway, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about all that. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K. 
UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, on to play ratings. My man of the match with a 10 out of 10 is one Christian Eriksen. Almost didn't start the game because of Sabitza. Um, but of course, Sabitza, I already explained that situation. Um, I feel like Eriksen looked at this game and said, I'm going to take this game by the, scruff of this, by the scruff of its neck and I'm going to completely control this midfield. Um, Nottingham Forest still did well in, in the midfield, but talk about dictating the play. Uh, excellent passing, really great, just like positioning, making himself available for the ball. Just just totally, completely dictating the game, Christian Eriksen, even though he was still subbed off. But um, brilliant, brilliant performance. He's been very good for us in the past, but this this possibly is one of his best games in the United shirt, if not his best game. So, easy 10. Um, but yeah, it's good to have him here. It's very good to have him here. So, uh just, I don't know what else to say about him. Just completely dictated and controlled the game. And I thought was uh, outstanding. Uh, let's go back to the front. David De Gea. Um, did have to make many saves? Not that many. Uh, distribution was a bit better today though. Um, There's a couple of really good passes. I would probably, I'll give him an 8. 
I thought it was I thought it was good, but I don't remember him being sort of majorly challenged. Juan Basaka gets a ten. I thought it was absolutely outstanding. Um just continues his really, really great form. Um and that relationship with Anthony is really, really starting to shine through. You can start to see a bit more overlap between the two of them. Um, Anthony's helping him out a bit more as well. Like Anthony's tracking back a little bit. There's a couple of tackles in our area that Anthony made. So, um, like the low is still a great option, and he was very good at left back today. But uh, yeah, Wamba Saka is this is the, this is the best. I mean, I don't know how good he was at Palace because I didn't watch Palace. But because um, there was when you know we first bought him, Ollie signed him. And he was very, very good in defence, not great going forward. Then started to drift away where he, could, he couldn't control the ball properly. Delo came in, was both Ragnik and, um, what's his name, uh, Tenog's uh, preferred option for a while. What was Delo? And then Wambasaka went away for a while or did, did some sort of training. He clearly has done some sort of coaching training program. He clearly has. And is just a totally different player. And um, he was brilliant. Uh, Harry Maguire, um, very, very shaky opening 20 minutes. Could have got himself sent off, almost scored an own goal, almost made a handball. So, <laughs> you know, an eventful start. Um, wasn't, uh, outside of those 20 minutes, he wasn't challenged, I don't think. Um, could, took uh, control of the ball pretty well in the second half, made a few really good forward passes. Um I was thinking like a 5 or a 6 for Maguire, because definitely not his worst. I mean, I've seen Maguire have much, much, much worse games than this. I've also seen him play better than this still. Um, I, I, I'd i say a 6. I think if if his, if his what he was doing in the first 20 minutes continued, it could have ended up very badly. But I'm not going to write off his whole performance just because he had an opening, bad opening to the game. Um, still scary to see him and Lindelof at the back, because they're not very good. Um, but I think Forrest, Forrest started slipping away in this game and it allowed the two of them to, to do a bit more. Um, I'll give Lindelof a 7. I do think he was slightly better than Maguire. Uh, there's a few really, really good interceptions and things that Lindelof put in. Um, but hey, when the main options are out and not available, they've they've both got to be stepping up. And with Martinez out for the rest of the season uh, and Varane out for a little period of time, they've both got to step up. You have to. Uh, you might not be first choice anymore, but you're still at points. You've got to put that United shirt on, and you've got to play for the badge. So you've got, and you're being paid a lot of money as well. So um, both of them were right today. Yeah, far far from their worst performances. But Lindelof, I give a seven, and Maguire I give a six. Delo, I thought was very very good. Uh, got forward quite well. Of course, he's never played on the wing with Sancho. I can't think of a time where it may, may be on the right hand side once or twice, but. Um, you could tell there was a bit of mis- miscommunication there, but I don't think they've ever played on the same... They've played on the same team, uh, but usually it'd be Sancho on the left, the low at the right back. Um, but scored a goal, which was very, very good. Um, just a bit of miscommunication with Sancho at points. I'd, I'd give the low an 8. I thought it was quite good. Casemiro, um, I'm going to give him a, uh, a 6. Um, just a bit off the pace. I don't know if it's like... Him just coming back from... I don't know what it is. Him just coming back from a long suspension or what it was. Too many misplaced passes. Um, still played, like, quite well. But just not his not his usual self. I don't quite know what was uh, 
what was up with him. Uh, it wasn't bad, just wasn't particularly excellent, but I give him a 6. Ericsson I've already talked about. Anthony, I'm going to give a 10 as well. One of his best games in the United shirt. Again, really forming a good partnership with Wamba Saka on the right-hand side. Um, very good, I'll say well-taken goal. Very good um, anticipation for the rebound for the uh, for the goal, which is the sort of goals we need to be putting away a bit more there's been a few too many occasions where it's been like oh someone crossed the ball in and two players just about missed the ball that's you got to be poking in those goals a bit more and uh, so at least Anthony got one of those but no completely was just excellent today um scored a good goal very good um is he listed as the assist for Delo? he is yes um so uh goal and an assist really really great performance i give him a 10 bruno um i give him a nine i thought it was very very good um could have scored maybe a couple of goals, possibly. There's a couple of like shots that he had and things like that. So maybe could have grabbed a goal. But overall, him him and Ericsson today, I thought, really, really did well to control the midfield. Casemiro was good as well, but him and Ericsson uh, really shone in the midfield. So there was that. Uh, Sancho, I'll give him a six. Um, did some good bits and pieces. But, see, sometimes it's, it's particularly with wingers. Um, and let, let's, say, let's say, to say, for example... You can apply this to any of the wide players, right? Let's say Centro's got the ball in the edge of the box, and he's, from my recollection, never played on the same side as Delo. He might have, but I can't remember that happening. Let's say he's waiting for... He's holding up the play a little bit. He's waiting for the overlap run from Delo. They're not quite familiar with each other, so there, there were a lot of situations where you could tell they were trying to pass the ball to each other, and the communication just was not there, and it makes them look worse individually... But, um, and this applies to both of them. Uh, I don't think Delo had a better game than Sancho, but um, there, there were still a few occasions where Sancho did some, some really good stuff. I do think he should, there was a point in the box where Sancho should have taken a shot, he might have scored. So, uh, not his best day, not his worst day, but um, an average six for Sancho. Um, I think, so. what, what would be the key to making Sancho better? Because I've already spoken about the the two of the three thing, which is, Rashford, Sancho, Martial, every game, depending on injuries and availability, I want to see at least two of the three of those every game. And we got Martial and Sancho, of course Rashford's not available. Um, that you, you can see a bit of something forming there, at least I can. Um, I, I still think there's a bit, to, a bit to develop there in terms of like, I don't know, Martial getting the ball, holding it up, passing to Sancho, making a run off the ball, then in passing it back to him, or passing a little bit more of that sort of pass and move communication. Um, that's still to be worked on, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm just wondering, so Sancho's going to be playing regularly on the left. Who's the ideal left back for him to play with? Is it Delo? Is it San uh, Shaw? Or is it Malasia? Because um, Shaw and Rashford play quite well together quite often, but that's because they've played... Um, on the same side as each other for, for a while. So, I don't know. We'll see if we can uh, find the answer to that. The first choice left back is still probably Shaw. So, whether him and Sancho are going to develop anything, we shall uh, we shall see. Uh, Martial, I give a 10 as well. Excellent, excellent performance. Really good hold-up play. Deserved a goal. Didn't quite get one. Uh, technically got an assist, although it doesn't count, because obviously he took a shot. Um, but a really good hold-up play. It would just help if, if Martial could play even more because um, look again a couple of years ago I wrote him off said we needed to get rid of him but and I'm not going to say I was wrong about that that was just an opinion based on him having a terrible season but you can see 
you can see a little something there from Martial. So, um, let's go to the bench. Um, I'm looking at the wrong wrong substitutions bench because we don't have AU and Hennessy on the bench. We've got um, again two goalkeepers. Don't know why. Um, oh, Brandon Williams was on the bench. He does still play for us. I I genuinely didn't didn't know if he was on loan or injured or not registered. I I had no idea. Um, on the bench, Bishop. There's Nathan Bishop, Jack Butland, Alanga, Fred, Iqbal, Gerardo? Who's who's that? I've never seen that name before. Defender called Mark Gerardo. He's, he's a Spanish 19-year-old defender. Because uh, we don't have any other centre-backs. Because uh, for those of you wondering about Phil Jones, by the way. Because um, our, what was supposed to be our five centre-backs is Maguire, Lindelof, Jones, Martinez, Varane. Jones isn't registered in the team, and I don't know, uh, and that was announced before the start of the season, and I don't think you can register somebody mid-season, I, I, I don't, I actually don't know how that works, um, yeah, so he won't be, you won't see him this season, I think his contract runs out, so it's quite likely you'll never see Jones play for May United again, plus he's probably still injured, I would imagine that's what I've been hearing anyway. So, because he is, I've I've still heard that he's still training, but I don't get it. Like, okay, he's training with the first team. He's not registered, is still injured. Contract runs out in the summer. So, what is he gonna do for another? What was it? Four months till it's the start of July, I think, when the contracts flip over. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Such a strange career, Phil Jones. Anyway, um, the other ones were Palestri, Vergost, and Brandon Williams, who is still apparently a Manchester United player. Um, Fred and Vergost were the only two that we saw. Um, and Vergost, I do not think, had a very good game. Uh, wasn't really getting past two either, but Fred did his uh, did his job. Uh, injuries list. Wow, that's quite big. Um, Garnacho with a foot injury, Heaton with an ankle injury, Martinez with a leg injury, McTominay with health problems. Not quite sure what's what's up there. Uh, Rashford with a mu- Rashford with a muscle injury. I almost said Rashford with a Martial injury, but that wouldn't make any sense. Um, Rashford with a muscle injury, uh, Shaw with a thigh injury, Varane with a muscle injury, and Van der Beek with a knee injury. So you know, just one or two players. You know, there's um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players <laughs> injured. Um. The regulars there, obviously, Ganacho's played a good amount. Martinez is vital to us. Heaton has not played, maybe ever, maybe one or two games. McTominay is in the team, and all the rest of them are. Obviously, Van der Beek's a bit more of a, he was a bit more on the bench, but uh, all or any of them we could, we could really use right now. Um, yeah, it's a big injury list. There's a big, big injury list. Good thing that nothing apparently did happen to De Gea today. So, there we go. Um... Another three points. Let me just read out the Premier League table. Um, I should try to do this for each Premier League episode because uh, we're down to the wire now of the last eight games. Uh, Arsenal, 31 games played, uh, 74 points. Manchester City, 30 games played, 70 points. There's a four-point gap, so we need them to lose a game or two or um, all the rest of them would be fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Man City, 30 points, 70... 30 games, 70 points. Us, uh, 59 points. Um, 30 games played. Newcastle, 56. Of course, they lost to uh, Villa this weekend. 
uh, 30 games played. Tottenham, 31 games played, 53 points, so we're a bit clear of them and a game in hand. Aston Villa, coming out of nowhere, um, 31 games played, 50 points. And then the next couple of teams is Brighton, 29 games played, so a few games in hand, uh, 49 points. Um, this is a team called Liverpool in here as well. Uh, 29 games played, 44 points. So we'll uh, see how that goes. But yeah, Liverpool fighting for um, for European football. Interesting. Uh, Chelsea down to 11th. I don't know what's wrong with that team. I really don't know what's wrong with Chelsea's Chelsea's team. Um, there's some rumours already going around that Lampard might be sacked. And that would be interesting. But that is your uh, Premier League table at the moment. So coming up. We've got Sevilla, of course it's neutral, basically nil-nil because it's 2-2 on aggregate this Thursday. Then Sunday, FA Cup, semi-final, Brighton, that is only one game. Uh, potentially either Manchester City or Sheffield United in the cup final. Look, it's all assumed, isn't it, that, oh, Man City are good, Sheffield United are bad. Therefore, Man City will automatically, like they've already beaten Sheffield United. That's not how football works. Um, two years ago, January, we were top of the league. Relatively cruising, came across Sheffield United, and it's like we we thought we'd already beaten them before the game had even kicked off, and we lost the game because we took it too easy. Could the same thing happen to Manchester City? We will we'll see we'll see, because um, it could. A- anything can happen in football. Um, we might lose to. Well, I don't think we. we I don't want to say that, but uh, hopefully we'll beat Brighton. And um, to be honest. I don't care who we get in the final as long as we win, because lifting the trophy and winning the final is all that matters. It would be more satisfying to beat City in the final, but if we beat Sheffield United in the final, then that is going to be what that is. So I don't really mind who we get in the final, assuming we get to the final first. Um, But uh, as long as we win the trophy, I don't really care who we play against. Um, And then Tottenham on the 27th. It doesn't have the other cup games yet because we haven't got through those competitions anyway that's it for today's episode of the united cast of course thursday um yep thursday is the next one so we'll see how that goes in the meantime what's your thoughts feelings questions whatever on this game who is your man of the match um what do you think of the injuries what do you think of man city what do you think of the competitions we're still in how do you think things are going to wrap up um of course leeds also play liverpool as well tomorrow so um let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Uh, MatthewDentertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, and there's information in your show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, podcast platforms, TV, games, films, main eye podcasts. Uh, take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Um, you can also support us by telling other people. Just either tell them or use social media. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, ad-free podcast with your options. Look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays, geektown.co.uk um, for your TV and your film news. Bex over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S uh, for retro chat, game and other streams. Me on Twitch as well. Um, should be back soon with another FIFA stream. I might aim for Tuesday. That's a day I'm thinking because I'm not going to be recording anything tomorrow. Um, possibly Tuesday. Yeah, for, for the second episode of the new FIFA career mode season. If you missed the first episode, you've still got time to catch up if you'd like to do so. Uh, YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays, for all those streams, game clips, and everything else. Um, So look at that if you want to as well. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.